March is here and the madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with my bookie. Select the winners from 63 tournament games in the my bookie bracket contest for a chance at $10,000 in cash prizes. And it's only a dollar to enter. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. My bookie has you covered. Sign up today at mybookie.ag and use promo code ZABE to secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. And make sure you use my promo code so they know I hooked you up. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to claim your first deposit bonus. College ball, NBA, NHL, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, MyBookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. And with choices from thousands of lines and odds, you can turn any game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. All right, it is late at night in Arizona, and you are looking live inside my rental car for a podcast that I can't believe I'm doing it, but here I am. On on vacation, still podcasting for everybody out there. And I know I said this was going to be a subscriber-only podcast, but then I forgot this podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. MyBookie has a great new deal, great offering now, in which if college basketball has not worked out for you, then take a swing at the MLB lock of the season with a bet you cannot lose. I know. What are you talking about? Well... ML, uh, my bookie has lowered the over/under on the total runs in the opening day matchup between the Dodgers and the Rockies to half a run. That's the total, so you can't lose unless you bet the under. Don't bet the under, since there's no ties in baseball. All you got to do is bet to win and get in on it. Sign up at mybookie.ag today. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to secure your first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. That's promo code ZABE to claim your free cash. And if you're killing it on the NCAA tournament, then keep killing your bookie, who's my bookie, and all of our bookies. That's mybookie.ag. Well, how did I do in the tournament? Even Steven, four and four, <laughs> not making any money, not losing any money. Well, actually, technically, I'm losing the VIG, losing my ass on the VIG. Just kidding. Uh, here's your recap one and three on Saturday, three and one on Sunday. Oh, wait a minute. I know you're saying, wait, Zabe, you're in Arizona. You're not going to tell us how is it your future hometown of Phoenix or Scottsdale, Arizona? How is it? What's, what's it like? Is it great? It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> and we hooked into the best weather they've had in a while now. They've had kind of a bad four weeks or so. My dad has been like, finally, the weather I was promised by coming all the way out here. <laughs> it's funny how grumpy he gets in his old age. But he's not wrong, though. They had some very marginal, not great weather. The last two days, quintessential early spring, warm Arizona weather. It was so incredible today. I and mean, we're talking crisp in the morning, not a cloud in the sky all day, and just a, a little hint of wind at most. And then warming up to about 85. It's going to get up into the 90s by the time the week is out. I don't care. Bring it on. It's been glorious. Okay. Oh, and then by the way, tonight, the full moon with the stars and the stillness of the night 
where it's still warm enough to be outside in shorts and a t-shirt and be just fine. I'm telling you, this is why this market is going crazy. It is impossible. If you're thinking about moving out to Arizona now, too late. It's too late. You missed it. The pandemic changed everything. Now, my friend, Cowboy Mike, and his girl, Janice, did buy a house out here. And they're all excited because they're going to knock down a bunch of walls and remodel it. It's not going to be done for who knows how many months later. And it's funny because when I went to go play golf with uh, Cowboy Mike and his girl Janice and my, my guy Kevin Workus, uh, we went up to, uh, where do we play? We played at, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, something Mountain. Not McDowell Mountain, that's what it is. It's a golf course that was, it's a public course, but it's been taken over by Phil Mickelson's like investment group and management company. So they put the silhouette of him jumping, jumping all of three inches off the ground. Uh, winning the Masters for his first major win. That silhouette is all over the place. They remodeled the bar and the restaurant. They upped the food service, did some other nice touches around the course. It's a nice course. It's a fun course. It's a fair course. It's got power lines that you look at for, oh, I don't know, 14 of the 18 holes, but it is what it is. It's up near McDowell Mountain, and it's beautiful. So my buddy Cowboy Mike and his girl Janice buy a house there, right? <laughs> and Janice is telling me, privately away from Mike. Oh man, this house is driving me crazy. I'm having to pick out all these, you know, tile selections and we're trying to get contractors to do all the remodeling. And oh, I just wish we had bought something that was ready to move in. Mike, meanwhile, wanted this house for the location and the views and the neighborhood it was in. So we're going to drive to the course and we're going to go see their house. And I stop, I start bombarding Mike with questions about the house. I am as forward and as rude as I can be, not rude, but just nosy, you know? Oh, how much did you pay? What, did you, what about this? What did it, he's like, oh, sure, there's a lot of questions. I go, yeah, this is the question portion that you're uncomfortable with. As your friend, I'm now going to follow up with the opinion portion of my thoughts of you buying this house in Arizona when you technically still kind of live in Virginia and you're doing the bi-coastal thing. He laughed. I laughed. I then started hitting him with my opinions. And I said, you know what? You really screwed up. You should have bought something you could just walk right into, not have to do any major remodeling, hang your own decorations, buy your own furniture, and boom, be done with it. Because now you got this great house you're not going to be able to enjoy for four, five, six months. And who knows what could happen with the supply chain. Oh, by the way, the Suez Canal, it's unstuck. Toilet unclogged. We're good to go, baby. But anyway, I said, you know, I start in with this, you know, you should have just bought a house you could move right into because now you're not going to enjoy it for these four or five months or who, maybe longer. And I said, what if something goes wrong and the headaches of, oh, the tile doesn't match and the budget is overblown. And meanwhile, Janice is in the back seat of the car and we're riding to the golf course. And that was when Mike cut me off and he said, okay, I know you said because we're friends that I'm free to ignore your opinions and you're free to give them, guess what? Janice is in the back seat, so shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> I don't want to hear it from her now because you're basically agreeing with her stance on everything. And it was just kind of funny. I, I think I stumbled upon a good saying for life, which is true friends. If you are true, real, real friends, realsies, hundreds, baby, friends, then you are, you can feel free to give your opinion to your friend and you don't even flinch while giving it. 
You just say, boom, here it is. And conversely, your true friend is free to tell you to fuck off. I don't give a shit what you think. And you can't take that personally. That's the ultimate friends pack. Packed. Anyway, it was kind of a funny anecdote. So I went to see the house. And you know what? I'm actually glad they're going to remodel it. I was fired up to see my guy Mikey say, oh, we're doing this. I got this. We're going to do that. He has got this whole plan in his mind. I'm like, yes, my man. I love it. Get after it. Life is short. It's beautiful. But they said they only got the house because they had an inside angle from a realtor who happened to be friends with Janice, who lived right next door to the house and knew it was coming on the market before everyone else did. And they still had to beat 10 other offers. And they still had to get inside intel as to, well, what's the highest offer? You see, California is bleeding over into Arizona. And the people with money in California who are fed up with California, still closed in a lot of ways, they're like, fuck it, we're coming here to Arizona. And they're paying cash for a lot of these properties. Cash, straight cash, homie. So it's a crazy market, Uh, you know. My dream of living here, I don't know. I don't know. That, that dream might be dead already. The best I might be able to do is to rent here if I'm lucky. But that said, it's been great here. So I watched an appropriate amount of college basketball. Did I watch every possession? No. I watched a good chunk of most of the games in between family obligations and other stuff that I was doing. And I went one and three Saturday, three and one on Sunday. So here's the quick recaps down and dirty. Oregon State advances by beating Loyola Chicago. Sorry, Sister Jean, your run is over. Defense, the name of the game for Oregon State as they win 65 to 58. They cover the seven, they win outright, and they are in the Elite Eight. Uh, Am I going to bet against them against Houston? Houston, seven and a half? Probably because eventually these Cinderella slippers have to fall off and smash to pieces. But I don't know. Oregon State is tough, and they're on a mission. Part of the Pac-12 brigade that is into the Elite Eight. Villanova had a lead on Baylor early, but then Baylor said, oh, yeah, you know what? Fuck you. We we know how to change our game. They were cold as ice from outside was Baylor, and then they said, okay, we'll go inside. And they clamped down on D. In fact, Baylor was 3 for 19 from outside, and on the second half, playing defense and feeding it inside, uh, they held Villanova to 0 for 9 from three-point range. Baylor wins and covers 62 to 51. Big ability, big win to be able to change your style mid-game and to say, you know what? This is not working. We need to win this game another way. Oral Roberts, Arkansas, probably the game, the heartbreak of the tournament so far. This was gonna be the ultimate of one shining moments. Midcourt Max, Max Asmus, with a great look. With under three seconds left in this game and down two to Arkansas, just catches the front rim on a pull-up 25-footer. Man, would that have been something. That would have been amazing if it had gone in. Instead, Arkansas, the 11-point favorite, almost gets beat. Instead, they advance. Uh, A 15 seed making the Elite Eight would have broken everybody's brains. So I think we were all like... Okay, hell of a game. That was my one win on Saturday, Oral Roberts plus the 11. And then Houston puts Syracuse in a headlock and says, okay, watch this. Buddy Beheim, 
show us what you got, buddy. They made him work for everything, and they basically put him on lockdown. They held Syracuse to 28% shooting in this game. Bye-bye, Bayheim. Bye-bye, buddy. Here comes Phi Slamma, low score jamma, 62-46 the win over Syracuse. So, your uh, Elite Eight games, Oregon State, Houston, Houston's minus 7.5. Arkansas, Baylor, Baylor is also 7.5. The Sunday games. Gonzaga mutilates Creighton, 83-65, to covering the 13.5 easily. This was one of the few games I got the basic narrative of my pick correct, in addition to being on the right side of things. I said, Gonzaga is the kind of team that just revels in crushing you. They win wire to wire, and they only got nine, nine points from their best guy, Suggs. So they won in a way that is not typical for them. Creighton, uh, with their run, tournament is over, and Gonzaga continues to churn on as probably the tournament favorite to win it all. Michigan on Sunday beats Florida State 76-58 to by going inside with power. Go figure. Michigan holding up the lone sigil for the Big Ten Conference. Florida State was abysmal. In this game, tons of turnovers, sloppy play. Not Leonard Hamilton's uh, best effort with his boys on Sunday. UCLA-Alabama, game of the tournament so far. UCLA wins in overtime, 88-78. to And man, oh man, the drama at the end. Poor Herbert Jones missing not one, but two free throws to give Alabama life. And then they drew up the perfect play to get Alex Reese wide open, and it was ka-splash, we're going to overtime. Now, what's funny is I'm watching the game with my Uncle Mike, and he knows uh, he knows that the father, the family of uh, Jaquez, the kid uh, number four for UCLA, the Mexican, you know, purebred Mexican-American kid, good player. He was money in overtime. And they were kind of rooting for UCLA. I was rooting kind of for Alabama. And so it's sort of like a tense moment where I'm going, that's a foul. <laughs> like, nah, let them play. Anyhow, UCLA in overtime gets it done. Uh, Johnny Juzang fouled out of the game and UCLA and Mick Cronin still find a way to win. Uh, they were 11 for 25. Alabama was 11 for 25 from the free throw line. That is brutal. And that's, again, one of the few games I'm glad I got right in a betting sense because I got the narrative of why I picked UCLA plus the six and a half correct. I said, Alabama minus six and a half seems like it is stealing money. I should load the boat. Wait, wait a minute. It's a trap. And UCLA prevails. Mick Cronin is in. Oh, there is also, not that I'm going to fetch this audio for you right now, because I'm in the car trying to knock out this podcast for your enjoyment. Uh, There is audio of Francesa also bashing the Mick Cronin to UCLA hire. It's just amazing how wrong he can be. He basically said, you know, I like Mick Cronin. I like Mick Cronin. I've known him for a long time. But you know what? He's not a good fit for UCLA. He's not a good fit. Well, how's the fit now as UCLA is into the Elite Eight? And then Oregon, USC. USC crushes them. 82-68 to the final. They were 10 for 17 from outside. And Andy Enfield's team is rolling right now, USC. Don't have the lines 
for Tuesday's games. Don't need them. Let's stick with Monday. My my bookie gut hunch, gut punch of Monday is going to be Baylor minus seven and a half over Pig Suey. No offense, Arkansas. I'll take Baylor to put a complete game together and win this one convincingly. I was going to bet Houston minus seven and a half, thinking the Oregon State slipper would fall off and shatter. I don't know. I'm against, I'm, I'm out of picket against underdogs, even though some of the underdogs like Loyola did see their run end over this weekend. Okay, let's move on to some other stuff. The NFL is going with the 17 game schedule. And I got to read up on this. I apologize I didn't do it before I came out to the car here. The 17th game is going to be another strength of schedule game, and I believe it's going to be a cross-conference game. And it looks like the Packers' 17th game, their strength of schedule 17th game, is going to be against the Chiefs. Ah, great. Just what Packer fans needed, right? A super hard game against the Magic Unicorn and a team that was in the Super Bowl last year. But hey, the alternative is... If you suck, you play somebody else who sucks. At least I think that's how it's going to work. That seemingly is the only fair way to make it work, but we shall see. We're going to 17 games. Here is the stat of the day, which I wish I had the stat of the day music for you, but I don't because I'm in the rental car right now. With the NFL expanding to a 17-game season, which hasn't, you know, they've they've played 18, or they've played 16 games since 1974, I want to say. The Chicago Bears and the New York Jets are the only two teams to not have a 4,000-yard passer in the 16-game era, which started in 1978. Did I say 74? I meant to say 78. How do you like them apples? No shock there. The two teams that continue to scratch and claw and beg and hope to find a quarterback. That's amazing. That's a, that's a long stretch. No 4,000-yard passers ever. Speaking of passers, look at the balls on one John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers pulling a major move with the Dolphins to go up and get the third pick in the upcoming draft. They give up, some said three number ones. I hate to account for trades like this by saying they traded three number ones to move. They traded two number ones to move from their spot to the Dolphins spot. There is a difference. Please, let's say it correctly. They traded two number ones and I guess another pick. Uh, I think it's a second in one of the future years. It was a lot of assets. And here's what's crazy. They move up to number three. The Niners do. Not knowing what could happen ahead of them at 1-2. Now, maybe they've got a good idea. It pretty much guarantees that at 3, they're taking, uh, they're taking a quarterback at 3, and they're going to go one more year with Jimmy Garoppolo and then call it a day because nobody gives up that much to move up to 3, not 1, and then take somebody other than a quarterback. That's not going to happen. So we pretty much know Jacksonville's taking a quarterback. We know that the Jets are taking a quarterback, but we don't quite know which ones. Well, we know the first one. You know Sunshine is going to the Jaguars. So then what happens at number two? 
Is it Justin Fields or could it be the Mormon Manziel? Did you see the workout throw pass from one Zach Wilson? It has football draft analysts, player analysts absolutely melting because he's rolling to his left, almost backpedaling, turns his upper body and throws an absolute seed straight down the hash marks. I don't know how many yards it was, but it was fucking deep. And he did it not just with accuracy, but he did it with height as well. And the ball seemed to carry. And you look at the guy and he looks like a little pretty boy punk. The Mormon Manziel. Zach Wilson, I sent a link to the video of that throw on Twitter to my boy One Account Rhodes, who has been high as high as all get out, high on his own stash of the best weed in the world on Zach Wilson. I sent him that video clip and I said, did this make you come? And he said, yes and no. He said, it's sort of like, it's like dreaming about yourself with Scarlett Johansson, knowing you're never going to actually close the deal. So... He's, he's heartbroken because he realizes Zach Wilson probably going three to the Niners. Probably. But man, a lot of shit can happen between now and then. Then he got Trey Lance. Then he got the Justin Fields question mark. A lot of quarterbacks going to go early on in the NFL draft. The Dolphins have now basically turned former left tackle Laramie Tunsil. Oh, because they then flipped one of the picks they got in that trade with the Niners to the Eagles for even more picks. So Laramie Tunsil, the guy who was seen with the bong mask on draft night, hours before he was drafted, and it knocked him down about 13 spots. They trade him to the Texans in another sweetheart deal that Bill O'Brien, idiot, agreed to. And then they parlay that into even more picks by trading out of three with the Niners and then flipping another pick to the Eagles. They got a ton of draft capital and basically says to me and I think to a lot of other people that they do believe they're in on Tua Tungavailoa. They are not waffling on that. That, If you ever wanted to end speculation of are we taking a quarterback after we just took a quarterback, this trade on Friday seals the deal. Okay. Mouth is getting dry. Okay, let's take a break here. Let's take a quick break here. I should have brought a bottle of water in uh, for this podcast. Did you see Joel Dahman won on the PGA Tour on the opposite field uh, event in Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic? Joel Dahman is an absolute fan favorite. He's a social media favorite. He is right there with Max Home on the PGA Tour as one of these guys that everyone, all the golf nerds on, on, on Twitter love to talk about and follow. And he's a great guy and a great story and a cancer survivor and a grinder, and he wins. And even though it wasn't a big event, it was the opposite field event in the Dominican, good for Joel Dahman and his big floppy hat. And he gave a great interview afterwards. He said, basically, the bar, open the bar, the tab's on me, I'll be home next week. (laughs) That's great. And Billy Horschel won the world match play in Texas. Billy Horschel is not everybody's cup of tea. He is an intense, quirky, and at times, slow playing mofo, but he, uh, I don't know, something about him I kind of like. Somebody compared him 
uh, who do they compare him to? They compared him to an actor. Uh, just very uh, American Psycho. The guy who played the lead in American Psycho. <laughs> That's uh, Billy Horschel for you right there. Okay, what else is there to talk about? Ooh, here's a good one. Top L.A. lifeguards earn up to $392,000 per year. This is one of these stories where you go, get the fuck out of here. I will not. According to a recent investigation by Forbes magazine, the highest paid L.A. lifeguards earn up to $392,000 annually. That was the acting chief lifeguard in L.A., Fernando Boiteux. Fernando Boiteux. He made, he made that money with salary of two hundred five, perks of sixty, and benefits of one twenty five. Now, how do they count a perk? How do they count a benefit? I don't know. Is that health care? Is that 401k? What, what's a perk, by the way? I know it stands for perquisite, but what constitutes an actual perk when it comes to salary? In addition to him, and now it's one thing you're like, all right, one asshole atop the food chain in the LA lifeguard ecosystem makes an insane amount of money, not even looking like, um, what's her name in Baywatch? Well, here's the real kicker. Why can't I think of her name off the top of my head? My brain is going. I'm not flowing. I'm in a car. Just relax. She played barbed wire. Pam Anderson. Boom. Got it. Okay. It's not just that one asshole who doesn't look as hot as Pam Anderson is making that much money being a lifeguard in L.A. It's, get this, 82 other lifeguards made more than $200,000 a year. They know how to work the overtime system to a T. What's going to happen to these insanely overpaid? Nothing's Nothing's going to happen. People, have you not been paying attention? All these outrageous things we've seen in the last year or so, nobody ever pays the price. It's just the way it goes. Okay, a couple others real quick. NBC Universal is reviewing 17,000 hours of WWE content to ensure it aligns with Peacock's standards and practices. In other words, they're going to scrub through every hour of programming to make sure all the stuff that was funny and cool and okay, we're all adults, we're not going to make a big deal about this, is retroactively scrubbed from the new, you know, home of the WWE content on Peacock. It's going to get wokeified. Okay, great. Guess what? I got news for you, NBC Universal. Get ready to do it again. And get ready to do it again. Because it's not going to end with whatever you think is now. Oh, shit, we can't have that storyline. It's kind of racist by today's standards. Oh, damn, we can't do this because it's kind of sexist by today. Oh, we're afraid of controversy online. You're going to do it once. You're going to go back and do it again. You better take good notes of other things you think are safe now but are probably not going to be safe later on. I don't know much about this Georgia voting reform bill that just passed in the state. I know this, 
the notion that the masters would not be held or be moved out of the state of Georgia as a protest to this law, which Democrats are calling akin to a 21st century Jim Crow. I guess the, the crux of it is you have, you can't hand out snacks or water to people waiting in line to vote. And it may have a voter ID component in there as well. Oh, that what? And that's, how is that racist? You're saying black people can't and don't know how to have an ID. You're saying that they have to be fed and give, and, and other ethnicities aren't that way. They're like, no, nah, fine. I got an ID and I can stand in line and I can, you know, I can wait to get a drink of water. I'm not going to die waiting to vote. But the notion that we may, we're urging the PGA tour and the masters to take the tournament out of Georgia. <laughs> and they're talking about pulling the all-star game in baseball from Atlanta. That's funny because they're mad at Georgia now, the state, but sports loves Atlanta because of it being a very African-American city with African-Americans in key authority positions across the board. So you would hurt Atlanta to show that you're punishing the rest of Georgia? I don't get it. Chase Daniel has a new contract. <laughs> he got paid. Who, did, who paid him here? Okay, this tweet. I, I'm just looking at tweets here under the dash light on my car here. I know this is the shitty podcast, but you're listening to it anyway. You've made it this far. Chase Daniel gets a new one-year deal from some stupid team that's like, well, we could use him. I mean, we don't want to use him, but he'd be a good backup just in case. It's like a $1.5 million deal. And his career earnings now for Shrimpy McDaniel, the shortest little shrimpiest zilch of a QB ever, is $37.8 million. Chase Daniel has thrown the ball 261 times in his career. That amounts to 144862 per pass attempt. Okay, good for him. Had tip Barry Alvarez retiring at Wisconsin as athletic director. This has been well known about for those inside the program and around Madison for some time. It's no shock to me, but good for Barry. I'll say this about athletic directors in general. I believe they are some of the weakest links in all of big time college sports. Many ADs are complete zilches and do not get it. Barry Alvarez though, he's one of the few you're like, no, this guy fucking gets it. And that's because he's a former coach. Most of these ADs are nothing but gym teachers who pumped up the footballs and that's it. Barry was a coach and a great coach at that. He made a great AD and he turned around the whole Wisconsin athletic department, basically, from the time he started coaching until when he went upstairs. And I'm not saying that just to kiss his ass because I did get to meet him about a year ago filming a commercial in which he was kind of upset because he wasn't told exactly what was going on, so he was in a bit of a grumpy mood. No, I'm not saying that at all. I mean it. Because look at the AD at Indiana, and I don't know who the AD is, but they just made a hire that is, oh, I don't know, indefensible for the most part. Mike Woodson. Mike Woodson is who Indiana's going with. And as Aaron Torres put it, imagine working your whole life to get a job as good as the one of being Indiana's AD. You wait 30 years to the moment, and then it's time to make your first big hire. And the hire you make 
will define your career. It'll define 30 years worth of work. And you chose Mike Woodson. I mean, Ufa. That, that guy was not on anyone's shortlist. Oh, and Marquette snagged Shaka Smart, who they thought they were going to get seven years ago when he was the it candidate coming out of ECU. Texas brought their big Learjet full of money, and Marquette lost out. Now they get the sloppy seconds, as after losing in the first round, uh, Shaka Smart was on the hot seat. So he's like, ah, ah, better get out of here. Speaking of better get out of here, I better get out of here. We're going to wrap up today's ZabeCast on vacation the podcast from the front seat of my rental car, which is unique in its own way. Does it have high production value? No. Is it well thought out or written? Absolutely not. Should I have brought a glass of water to drink from? Yes. Could I have spent a little bit of time putting a few edits into it? Sure, I could have. But guess what? I'm on vacation. So you get what you get, and you're glad to get it. Don't forget mybookie.ag. Sign up today. Get your account. Dabble in the dark arts of Point spread betting, I'm telling you, you'll love it. You'll have a lot of fun. Bet five bucks on games. I do that all the time for certain games. Why not? You got a little bit of something, something on the game. Makes it more interesting. Makes it a bit more spicy. And don't forget their baseball promotion. You cannot lose unless you're an idiot and you bet the under on opening day of half a run. Go to mybookie.ag for all the details. Promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. And then you'll be set with a bonus up to $1,000. Okay, that's it for me. I'm going inside to the house. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Spread the Word. And more vacation podcasts coming to you from the front seat of the Mazda 6 tomorrow. Have a great Monday. We'll see you then. March is here and the madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with my bookie. Select the winners from 63 tournament games in the MyBookie Bracket Contest for a chance at $10,000 in cash prizes. And it's only a dollar to enter. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. MyBookie has you covered. Sign up today at mybookie.ag and use promo code ZABE to secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. And make sure you use my promo code so they know I hooked you up. That's Promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to claim your first deposit bonus. College ball, NBA, NHL, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, MyBookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. And with choices from thousands of lines and odds, you can turn any game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.